Sunday. Okay. Real quick, behind the curtain. Let me show y'all how my Saturday was. Wake up at 5 a.m. Saturday morning. We had some family matters to attend to in our hometown, Detroit. So, took the took the five-hour drive to from Chicago to Detroit. Left Detroit at 2.30 p.m. Drove back to Chicago. Got here just in time for the beginning of night two of the Impact TV taping, which was 7 p.m. Literally walked in the building at 6.59 so you got a chance to see all that. If you guys don't know, I'm a major, huge combat sports fan. So I, I alluded to it on the last pod. We had the biggest fight of the year, Spence and Crawford. I was not missing that. I lost so, money on that fight. So I, how much money did you lose, Rhodesia? We're not going to do that, though. But no, on. you brought it up. Because I, 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 I made it back how on the UFC fight. money did you lose, Rhodesia? <laughs> Dollar. Excuse me. Dollar. How much did you lose? One dollar. Yes. And you, so you you stopped me talking about Sorry. one of my busiest days of my life to talk about you lost a dollar. Cause you know how I am about my money. You know how I am about my money. Before I was so rudely and utterly interrupted. So we leave. Uh, we leave Impact. Two matches short. They were doing a co-main event. I didn't care too much about those two matches. Get home at exactly the time where the ring walk starts for Crawford and Spence, which was probably 10, 20, 10, 30 central time. Um, went to bed about 1230 a.m. Woke up today early to watch Collision because I did not get a chance to watch that on Saturday. So I had gone like 20 hours, 21 hours of straight movement, you know, 11 hours driving, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What was, what was for you two, what was the busiest day that you can remember that you guys have gone through as an adult? Probably the combination of last Friday and Saturday. Cause with my situation, I pretty much woke up at six one morning and didn't get to bed to probably midnight but woke right back up at two o'clock to to now so here we are kind of are now but i did get sleep last night so yeah Whew. oh that's a long day to be honest with you those kind of days i kind of black out of my mind those stressful events for me especially sitting in the car but um i would probably say the our our anniversary this year when we were in savannah um it was a four hour or so drive you know we had been up early in the morning uh drove into town um, then I think we got here, we got, we drove the to town, got there at what, like nine or 10, right before the podcast, did the podcast, <laughs> you know, so mm. that was a busy day. Um, but I, I honestly, those kind of days, man, I'd be like, oh, I can't think of the top of my head. Kudos <laughs> to you though, brother. As, as soon as we were done recording this, then it's cut grass time, cut grass, get things together, all that kind of good stuff. But, uh, yeah, just wanted to share that yesterday was a, a crazy, crazy, crazy day. Well, welcome to the TFW Podcast, episode 52. You guys know this is the best kept secret in wrestling podcast. I'm your host, Matt, joined by my two co-hosts, Rhodesia, who is pissed off that she lost a dollar 
on a back. But I, made I, it, you- but I made it back though. Uh, okay, on a, UFC, tell, on a UFC fight. Then tell us that story. So you, how much money did you bet to lose the dollar? A dollar. Okay, so you, that's you what bet you a dollar to lose yeah. a dollar. Yeah, uh-huh. And then, I, and then I, you were like, hell down. with this, right? You were like, like, all right, the fight's over. Home. Yeah, UFC, exactly. we still got the main event. God, I'm going to put my $2 down or my dollar down and get my money back. Yep. And did you do that? And you did that? I did. I put a dollar down and I won back a dollar. So at the end of the day, my loss against Spence didn't matter. I got it right back because Gaethje won the underdog. Which that was, that was actually a kind of, I was really torn in that fight because I'm like, I really don't know who I like more. Maybe I felt Dustin had a little bit edge for me, but I mean, that was, a, that was probably just like the Crawford and Spence fight. Those, both those boxing and UFC, I was torn between all four of those guys. Anybody that uh, followed boxing or UFC, last night was a crazy night. I, I have never seen a performance by Bud like that in a big match. I said it last night. It's had to be at least a decade. At least a decade for me. It's probably even farther back. I've never seen somebody dominate a match that was supposed to be so even between two world-class athletes. I haven't seen it in a very long time. Minimally a decade. Uh, and then UFC was just as strong with Gaethje with that that kick, second-round knockout. Big-time, uh, big-time big stuff yesterday. Ishan, I'm going to start here. We're going we're gonna, to we're start with the first two topics that we talked about. On last pod, I asked you guys, hey, what are you most excited for? E, you and Rudy both said, next step in bloodline. I said MJF Adam Cole. So we're going to go one and two. I'm going to just throw it out there. After SmackDown, what is the percentage both of you guys are giving Jey Uso to win at SummerSlam? Well, since you told me on the last episode that since this was not the go-home Smackdown. And I, and I did say Eshan, <laughs> and you, you kind of just took over. Yeah. I know you're related because you won your dollar. If I need you back, <laughs> I, sure I need did. you to slow down a little yeah, bit. Actually, I want a little bit more than a dollar. I want a little bit more than a dollar. It's like a dollar 16 cents. So I and that actually, actually, probably when you take out taxes, you probably lost money. I ain't reporting that. It's so low. Oh, right. I don't think right. I have to report that. It's on the recording, ma'am. <laughs> my bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> I was just hyped. Sorry. <laughs> but no, um... <laughs> Honestly, so you he did mention Eshawn, but then he said you both towards the end. I got kind of thrown <laughs> off a little bit too already. So, um, man, I mean, that's, I, it's fifty fifty for me. Um, I don't know at the start of the program. I thought that Jay could win. I, I just pegged Roman to win. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, but Jay, like the hey, look, the crowd is firmly behind that man, right? I think the universe. I hate this cliche as it sounds. But the WWE universe, WWE universe, excuse me, is firmly behind Jay Uso. Um, he got a little swag about him too. You know, he does have a little extra gleam that he has, like that championship uh, rub going right now. You know, at one point where where Kofi, you know, like I like he, all. I never thought of Kofi as a world champion to be honest with you. But there, in that point in time, he seemed like a champion. He had the crowd behind him. Of course, we were behind them, and Jay is kind of experiencing the same thing right now. So I think it's 50-50. Um, in some ways, I actually would like to see Jay as champion, to be honest with you. Um, I know right now the championship, it, I miss seeing the championship being defended regularly. Mm-hmm. Like, right? We haven't seen the championship. I mean, the championship was defended at WrestleMania, and now it's not going to be defended again to SummerSlam. Right? I would like to see Jay in a couple of banger matches on, on TV, and maybe at a couple of PLEs. I like this kind of see like a little bit of shift 
before Roman eventually gets his. I assume he would. So I'm, okay. I'm here for it. 50-50. I'm actually going to probably be more around 70-30 for Roman to retain. And I'll tell you why. Because clearly, I guess the whole tribal combat courtesy, I thought that was in place, isn't. Uh, because Solo still attacked him. And Roman tried to attack him too got, and got, got speared. That was really good there. But um, I thought it was 50-50. I probably would have leaned a little more toward Jay before SmackDown. But after watching that, I'm going to say no. Because it was something about when Roman held up the the beads. I don't want to call it the beads. That's probably disrespectful. But the tribal... Delay. The lay, the tribal lay, and then the championship. And I'm like, there's no way at SummerSlam, um, Jay, main event, Jay's going to get both of those. So I think 70%, 30%. How good How good was Roman's recovery, too, on that spear? He got in the ring, it's he a, slipped. Yeah. That takes, I mean, that takes, <laughs> that takes a lot to be able mm-hmm. to get back up and, and take that spear that, that Jay gave him. I love the, uh, the spear into... The spear spike. The spike combo? Yeah. They hit it twice, too. I was like, damn, Jay. <laughs> Laid him out. <laughs> damn, Jay. I, I, you know, I, I said after Money in the Bank, Jay had no shot because he pinned Roman already. Mm-hmm. And if he didn't pin Roman, maybe I would give him a shot at, at SummerSlam. I still don't really see a world where Jay wins, but damn, would it make sense? Damn, would it feel right? Damn, is it a, a great time if we do that to have Jay win? And there's some really big stories you can tell with that. This is one, and, and they've done a fantastic job. Like, we knew eventually Sammy was going to leave the bloodline. We knew that. Uh, we knew KO had no shot of winning at the Rumble. But outside of those, they've done a fantastic job of keeping us guessing on what's next. You can't call, even if somebody is like, hey, I know for a fact Roman's winning against Jay at SummerSlam. Great. Okay, cool. How, how do we get there? And then what, what does next week sound like and look like? You can't call it. I know there's some people that may think Jimmy comes back and turns on Jay. I, I hope that's not the case because then I just feel like, okay, we just reverted back to where we were three years ago, and that yeah. doesn't make sense because Jimmy was the one that threw the first shot at Roman. I would think it'd be. Sl- I think that's sloppy, and I don't think yeah, like, they've given us anything that's been sloppy. Mm-mm. You know, Roman tried to gaslight Jay and was just like, you know, Jimmy's is your fault. You know, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. That okay, whatever, Roman. That doesn't that doesn't work. Uh, this you know, what part does Solo play in this? You know, the, then does this you know go into a Jay and Solo singles run? I don't know, but if I had to bet. Give me, I'll give Jay 15%. Okay. So even yeah, less. So, maybe, so 85, 15, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just because he got his ass beat so bad on SmackDown. Going into mm-hmm. SmackDown, I had him at maybe like 5% chance. And then he took both those spirit and thumbs. I was like, hmm. All right, that maybe goes up another 10%. But I must uh, say, though, Jay has a little bit more confidence in himself when it comes to being manipulated by Roman. Um, I saw a couple of things, like just one when he was like, well, I beat you already. And like yeah. for a moment, he was playing as if he was, again, like what Ishan said before, like his cowardly look. He's like, wait, hold up. Nuh-uh, and you see no. his walk away? Yeah. You see the way he walk out the ring? <laughs> yeah. And then when he speared Grayson Waller and made an eye contact with Roman, that was that was pretty dominant there. So that's why, again, I still think it's 73rd. I still think Roman's going to win just because he held both of those things up. And it was just like, I don't know if that story is complete fully yet to take both the championship and the lay. So I don't know, but 
I'm going to say 70-30. Man, y'all was hyping this man up like a pot or two ago. Talking about he looked like a champion. You he know, we had knows. a we had a topic this. Does he look, you know, does he look better to you? Does he look like a champion? And I guess he'll look like a champion enough for y'all. Y'all already counting this man out. He got like a 1.5, 2 plus 2 equals 5,000 percent chance to lose at this, at this thing, man. We got some starter math going on over there. So he got the starter math going. <laughs> he definitely yeah, got the starter some... math going. <laughs> he talking about sacrifice. Well, see, we don't have to pin, sir. We have to go off of what they're presenting to us. So that is why he's only getting 15% on, on this end. I thought that uh, I'm going to assume the physicality's done for between Roman and Jay until I thought it was already done. Uh, I, I don't think we get that again Friday. If there's any physicality, maybe it's Jay and Solo. But I, I, of course, I think they did enough that puts the final promotion nail on the coffin between Roman and Jay. We're here now, and of course, mm-hmm. our Tuesday pod will probably be exclusively SummerSlam preview. So we can get into how we feel about each match and have some fun with that on uh, Wednesday when we drop. But all right, the table set. Jay Roman. Excitement level. Are we giving this a, a 10 out of 10 for where we are with the bloodline? Yeah, because I think, I mean, when you say 10 out of 10, that means it's super high. Well, I have very high expectations of this match and they just have never let me down. So, of course, I'm going to say my excitement level is a 10 out of 10. It's becoming a normality, but it, it's still greatness. So, for me, until they fail me, which I don't think is capable in this bloodline because I'm so locked, I'm manipulated by the story that I don't, I'm going to say a 10 out of 10, and I don't think they're going to let me down. Hey, I will say real quick, though, you know, if you go off booking 101 in wrestling, right? Cause a lot of stuff is very, very similar. Like Jay getting his ass whooped, right? Leading hey. into a, a match. Hey. Hey. That usually, that, I think we talked about it before. Like usually, yeah. whoever gets their ass whooped before the, a big fight mm-hmm. ends up winning. So that's why I went up fifty percent. Like, oh snap! But like, this not right? the go. Gotta... This is not the go home though. So that's the reason why I was saying that I I don't know because it's not the but, go home. But as Matt said, they, you're probably not going to get too much of touching on the next show. I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if Roman's going to even be on that SmackDown show. Yeah, like so. If this is the last time you're really going to see them in a physical manner and you know he got that beat down like a nice one too i mean yeah. i mean <laughs> they roman laid out. roman and, and, and solo were like in cohesion with like the little whoa and whatever yeah. like solo says like it was like on spot and they hit that move so he got beat down pretty good so as far as me uh hype level i mean i'm there like i said this is the best story in wrestling of all of the times all the time this is the best storyline right and where are we going to go with it? And I think it's intriguing to actually, for me, to like not say that, oh, okay, Roman's going to win, right? We're going to have a good match. Yeah. It's going to be a good part of the story, but potentially Jay could win. And what kind of storylines can we get from that? Uh, if if Jay loses and Roman wins, uh, what's the next story? It's interesting that we have a great story and then we don't know what's next for it. Because we know it's not going to end at SummerSlam, right? It's going to be continuation. And so for me, I'm still full firmly invested in the storyline where it goes next. I do wonder from a family perspective, how much Roman's going to do for Jay in the actual physical match. Like, I wonder, is this a situation where it's like, Hey, this is, we are main eventing the second biggest pay-per-view of the year. We have both just come off of main eventing both nights of WrestleMania as a family. We're going all out for this match or is this going to be just a I hate to say a typical 
main event Roman match because of course he's physical, but we know a lot, the majority of more of his matches is timing, storytelling, uh, putting things where it makes sense. And I'm not saying I expect 500 spots in the match, but I do wonder what match we can expect to see. They got a lot of wiggle room with this being no DQ, no count out. They can do a lot of things in this match, but I just, I would love to know just kind of the, the mental makeup of Roman in terms of, Hey, what he's going to give Jay in this match. E, you brought up a best story of all the times. Let's transition to the second best story currently in professional wrestling. That is MJF and Adam Cole. Just got off watching Collision this morning. I think all three of us have. Wow. MJF sacrificing himself for Adam Cole to not take the Shatter Machine, which leads to them losing the match. MJF getting pinned. When was the last time he's been pinned? I did not have a chance to go back, but we know it's been a very, very long time. <laughs> a very, very long time. Uh, match was great, which we knew the match would be great. That was tag team wrestling. I loved MJF. Kept trying to do Bret Hart's moves, and he kept getting cut off by FTR. Thought that was a really good piece of business. After the match, Cole knows it's coming. Right? And I'm sitting here like, they can't do this they can't have just mjf turn like this all would have been for nothing cole knows it's coming he turns his back on purpose and he's just like just do it just do it get it over with mjf can't do it mjf throws the belt down biggest hug in the history of the business <laughs> crowd pops grown men crying in the crowd women crying i'm crying everybody's crying and i'm still waiting like all right he's still gonna turn i'm still waiting I'm like, all right, he's about to turn. Nope. They go into the the video, uh, lower third of what's coming up on Dynamite. Nothing. Then MJF turns his back and goes on to the top rope and shows off the belt. I'm like, oh, shit, here comes Adam Cole Super <laughs> Here it comes. Then they go to what's showing up on Collision next week. I was like, all right, here we go. I don't know how they're going <laughs> to pull this off in like 10 seconds, but they're going to do it. Then we get the lower third graphic, All Elite Wrestling 2023. I'm like, oh, shit. They're going to do it after the show. We got to go on YouTube. I can't believe this is happening. And then they go off, and I'm like, <laughs> they're still together. They are still together after losing the championship. Thoughts on the finish and thoughts on the aftermath after the match? You hit the nail on the head with all of that because every I, I thought, well, when that happened, when he took – it, I'm like, oh, yep, so Adam Cole is turning tonight. I was like, that, that was exactly it. Adam Cole is, is, yep, he's turning on him. And when all those things transpired, like you said, the Dynamite was coming on, the Dynamite 200 was coming on the next collision. Well, all that, I'm like, come on. And then even he, um, Adam Cole had a kind of look on his face, which I thought was a look that he was about to, like you said, super kick That him. smile? Yeah, that yeah, smile like that, that smile, he had. Like, it I right got there. it. <laughs> yeah, I got it right. I made him believe. And then that didn't happen. And I'm like... <gasps> And then you had sent me something like, hey, watch this after the match. I was like, oh, oh, okay. So I already know he really did turn on, but they wouldn't put it on, on just YouTube, but but he got to be there because <laughs> you didn't tell me what it was. You said, just watch it. Um, and he didn't. And they had a really great exchange afterwards, too, on YouTube. So, whew, I'm there. Yeah, if, but... you guys, if you guys didn't see it on YouTube, uh, they put up like a five-minute clip of uh, FTR, Cole, and MJF in the ring. MJF putting over FTRs being the best tag team mm. in the world, saying that, you know, this is what professional wrestling is all about. You know, there is no AEW versus collision. It is just AEW. 
And then he goes uh, until 2024. And he's like, of course, he said, of course. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but it it was it was a 1000 percent squeaky, clean, baby face MJF Mm -hmm. promo. Everybody gets on the mic and gives each other's kudos. And they, you know, take a shot at tequila and eat some pizza in the middle of the ring, which I thought was was really, really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And I even thought that he's about to smash the pizza pie in his face, uh, in, in his face. I'm like, somebody's about to turn. Nothing happened. Well, yeah, I knew I knew once I knew once nothing happened on collision that there was not going to be a turn after mm-hmm. that. But I'm sitting there shocked because I'm just mm-hmm. like, this can't be what they gave us. And then, of course, wrestling mind, I'm thinking like, all right, you got like five weeks until all in. Like, damn, do we get the turn on Wednesday? Like, how does that look? But right now, their relationship is super rock solid. Like, Cole was putting him over like, dude, you are the AEW champion, like, man, get up. And MJF is like, man, no, I cost us the championship. And I thought with his, when I first saw it, tell me what you think, E, when I first saw it, I was like, MJF is upset at himself for taking the bullet for Cole. Not that he lost, but it was like, I can't believe, like, I just did that. And we, and I lost because of that. Like, that is beneath me. But no, like the reason why he was so worked up was because, damn, like I lost it for us. So thoughts on the match or thoughts on the finish, E, the aftermath. And then where do you think we go from here? Uh, You know what? Like uh, I'm right with you guys because I just finished the show right before we started the pod as well. And and I thought it was going to be late because I'm like, I'm watching the last few seconds and I'm like, okay, what's next? What's, what's going to happen? What's mm-hmm. going to happen? No, and normally, I would just I, that's the that's the end of it. I'll turn it off, keep going, right? But this one, I had to, I had to, I had to make for show that that was the end. Like nothing happened. I was waiting for something to possibly happen. So I, I, I'm with you, and I love that they did that. I think that was by design, and I think kudos to them that they designed it that way. Um, the match itself was was a great match, right? Like it, I think it's a clinic of what wrestling should be especially from a match from the emotional standpoint the work because they were working right yep. like it wasn't yep. just them beating the, the crap out of each other you know and doing slap and, do, and doing the chop fest right like they were really working and they had the crowd totally behind them i loved every single minute of that match i love that ftr does the homage to uh the power and glory um finish back in the day mm-hmm. matt remember that mm-hmm. of course. i love it every yeah. time i see it and, and every time i see them do it it seems like it gets better and better i think at some point i think they've kind of eclipsed them uh power and glory themselves doing that actual uh move because it's so clean when they do it now um but man i i i'm actually kind of i'm in some way i'm actually glad that the turn if there's going to be a turn didn't happen last night because yesterday or maybe the day before i had a thought on like where this thing is going and I wanted to bring it to you. So you asked me like where I thought it was going, right? Yeah, yeah. I think we're I think we're going to get an Adam Cole turn. I think Adam Cole is going to turn on MJF. Um, you know, MJF have, has already said, and he didn't have to say it. He's giving Adam Cole a shot, win, lose, or draw. Right, right, because he knows how important it is to him. He didn't have to do that, right? Adam Cole is going to show appreciation to it. You know, he's going to keep buttering them up. And then Adam Cole is going to be the one to turn on MJF. Um, you know, Roddy's going to be in on it. I think we're going to get a returning Kyle. I hope we get a return to Kyle. Now, this this is, again, all fantasy booking on my, on my behalf. I think we're going to get the Undisputed Elite are going to come back, and they're going to be, you know, wrecking havoc, and they're going to be beating down MJF, right? 
MJF now is a, is a good guy that has no friends, right? But he turned on everybody and it's going to be like, well, you know, Max, no one likes you. You don't have any backup, right? And then maybe, I don't know if it's going to be the week before the show, but all of a sudden over the loudspeaker, a voice message is going to be heard, right? And it's going to be Max on the voicemail. And it's going to be, hey, buddy, I've been doing a lot of thinking recently and I didn't appreciate you as a friend. And that's what we were. We were friends. And that's because I, I was spoiled. I was selfish. I was childish. I didn't understand how good of a friend you were. You always had my back a thousand percent. And I know you're going through a rough patch right now. I know things might be tough, but make no mistake, you are one of the best in the world. You took me to the limit in our match. You are a great wrestler. I want you to know that. So when you come back, I'm rooting for you from afar. And I know I did some 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 bad things, so I'm not asking, asking forgiveness, but I just want to let you know that you are the man, and I want to see you back where you belong at the top of the AEW. And for all the times you have my back, I just want to let you know, you know, I owe you one. And then all of a sudden, the camera pans over to Warlow, and Warlow goes, "You owe me. You owe me two. And he runs out, and he starts beating up the undisputed elite. <laughs> right and now, MJF has his backup. As a face, you got Warlow back where he belongs, back with MJF, right? Getting that good rub because they were great together. And now they can be great as faces against the Undisputed Elite. And that's where that, uh, that feud goes. Fancy booking for me. That would take care of a whole lot of things that need to be taken care of, right? So, Pilot, you know, the first half, I was like, okay. He's on the same page. I've been saying this for a while. You really flipped it with the Warlow part. I love that. That gets Warlow back where he needs to be. Yep. Pretty sure. quick. Pretty yep. quick. I, I love that. Um, so MJF said, hey, win, lose, or draw, you get the title shot. So we know that's still coming. At this point, okay, let me ask you this. Do you guys think that this was to a T, always the original plan? And when I say to a T, I'm talking – segments i'm talking how we've gotten to this point or do you think that this has gotten so popular this has gotten so over with the fans that they've had to tweak how they get to mjf and adam cole i still think it's the former i still think they're gonna try to pull off a all in all out one of those with punk and mjf and i don't quite see it yet but I didn't want to jump to that part quite yet, but he finally revealed what was in the bag and what he, all the things he being CM Punk, all the things he did with it. He can't have two titles, two heavyweight championships or world titles as he's calling it. I, I think it was down to the T. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I've heard somewhere and it kind of makes a lot of sense. If you think about how so many things kind of play out that um, MJF has a lot of say in the creative um, for, for booking of himself. And I would imagine that Adam Cole will be present, you know, both creative guys, and they will kind of come with come to Tony and they will actually have a understanding of how they want this thing to go. Now I would think that probably this has maybe gone on like it's 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 uh it's kind of exceeded their expectations and mm-hmm. they might have been tweaking up until this point. Um but I think they're kind of planning this. And I think it's very interesting to see where they go next with it, because you can't really forecast what's next, can you? No, and I mean, I do think that I think everything up to last night was planned already. I do wonder if last night there was a little bit of a tweak in it because the whole blind eliminator tag tournament was just for this. Now we can see that in hindsight. So we know, okay, cool. Yep, got it. Sounds good. I just wonder if originally this was 
the plan was to have a turn maybe on collision and then, okay, whatever. Because I don't know how you now get to the point where MJF turns. Because if MJF turns now, something had had to happen to make him want to turn. This is no longer a, this was my plan from all along. That went out the window when he didn't turn on Cole, when he had his chance, and when he was so irate at himself for losing. That goes out the window. So now if he does turn on him, it's something that's happened from now to when they have their match. So I'm here for it. I, I, I said they cannot just do the typical MJF was playing along. He's the heel thing. They have not done that. I'm good for it. I, I am absolutely good for it going forward. What is you brought up CM Punk? We'll get to that in a second. Let's, let's go back to WWE uh, so we can finish actually talking to SmackDown. Then we'll hit collisions. I got some thoughts on uh, some other things that we saw on collision. Majority, very, very good. And then we got to get to the elephant in the room. And Rhodesia, you are going to have to sit and bring it on the podcast around the AEW's women's division. Uh-oh. No tiptoeing. We need the real and we need the facts from a women's perspective. And, of course, E and myself will give our thoughts on what happened on Dynamite mm-hmm. and what is the proper conversation surrounding the AEW's women's division. Because you can look at it a couple of different ways. Let's talk about L.A. Knight. We got the, uh, the, all right, motherfuckers, you're getting LA Knight on the show, so leave us alone, Battle Royal match. They announced it on SmackDown. I am going to assume that he's going to win this match. Uh, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter if he wins, I guess, or loses. Point is, he's going to get his huge pop in four field in front of 40-plus thousand people. We get to see it live. That's going to be an awesome moment. Um, is this a good enough consolation prize for you guys? You know, hearing that two weeks ago we heard, his pushes is now starting after SummerSlam, knowing now he's going to be on the actual pay-per-view in a battle royal. Is that good enough for you, or is that still not good enough? Well, remember, I really don't care until they show it to me. Uh, is this good enough? Sure, why not? What I took away from the LA Knight is that he likes a little bit of chocolate. <laughs> you felt that. So, so LA Knight's over with me now. <laughs> that was all, that's all he had to fire. do. That's all he had to do. That's all he had to do. <laughs> all he man, had to that, do. That, that Uncle Phil line was nuts. <laughs> I laughed so hard. I was like, man, I've never heard Top Dollar be referred to as Uncle Phil. But he looks like Uncle a Phil. Lot, a lot, a lot of Yeah. Phil. That's what I had. I had the Uncle Phil comment, and then he said, Who hotter than Top Dollar? A lot, a lot. He felt it too. He kind of giggled a little bit afterwards. Oh, I'm man. like, oh man, hey, that's real. <laughs> a lot, a lot of that was good stuff. Like for that me, was... like the Battle Royal was like, uh, I don't really care. He he can, he, can, he can end up losing that Battle Royal. But here's <laughs> right. the thing: like if he keeps coming out and cutting these promos, like he's going to get over. He's gonna he's already over, right? And like like I told you, like his mouth is going to write is going to write him a lot of checks. And that's what that's the point thing they can't deny. They can keep denying him in these wins and. He's battle royals, et cetera, but if he keeps coming out there getting over on, in the microphone, mm-hmm. he's going to win. It's, it's going to come to a point where we have to show that Vince really and truly understands his audience and gives them what they want. This isn't about what he thinks we, we want. Sometimes you got to give people exactly what they ask you for, not what you, not what you think they should need. This is going to be like time, like right? Are he, is he going to go ahead and push LA Knight because the crowd wants it? So we're going to see. But I did love the match. I love we got the Rhodesia's elbow. That thing is uh, getting cleaner and cleaner every week. And he and got that little uh, 
Followed by the stunner. Then he got that stunner, <laughs> man. Like, I was like, oh, and that stunner looked good. It, like, it, was like, it was like a RKO mixed in with the Stone Cold stunner. It's so kind of like a little variation. all the way around there. He's Do it, yes. Everybody. He is. I'm here for it, too. So, well, I, I think, proud yeah, of it. yeah, shout out to Adonis for taking it right, too. Oh, yeah. Because that, that yeah, move, yeah. you got to take it right yeah. or it looks completely yeah. bad. Yeah. You know, you give it hey, the same he, way. He ain't bad in the ring, man. I mean, they got to. It's. Look, I. Record Cole call him Flop Dollar. <laughs> I, I think B Fab has something. And I, I, Adonis, can, he can go. He's missing a little something, man. They, they got to figure something out for them. Or they don't. When I, you know, when I watched it on Friday, they could be in the perfect lane. Maybe. And, I'm like, and this, is, this, I'm like, this is serious. You need enhancement talent, right? But they're the enhancement talent that's going to get heat because they're going to come out there and be obnoxious. They're going to give you a couple typically good hip-hop lines. And then the face comes out and, and, beat, and beats them. What's wrong with that? That, that? That's a pretty good lane to be in because at this point, nobody's taking the three of them serious in, in regards to like a, a big push or regards to like a title run. Cool. Own, own where you are then. Okay, we're, we're that team that comes out and acts like we're the hottest thing since sliced bread. Then we get humbled, and but then you'll see us next week or in two weeks doing the exact same thing. I think that's a pretty good lane to be in. It's kind of like me. Top Dollar is a big-ass enhancement talent, though. He is. He is. <laughs> Uncle Phil. That's insane, man. <laughs> uh, we had the um, debut of the Suit Profits. That's what I'm calling them. If they don't look like Bobby, I, it looks like they're now they're the suit profits. Uh, That's Bobby cool. said, like, look, y'all need to step your game up and how you look. We know Tez has been looking pretty good. They look at Dawkins. My man Dawkins didn't know who <laughs> right. he was looking at. He looking like, who y'all talking about? Oh, you talking about me, fam? You don't like the sweats, fam? <laughs> and it's funny, man. It was perfect. Man. I put the cookout continues because you know, Bobby said he's lying, right? He's like, yo, we got to step up the, the tire. He said, we got to step up the tire. And already Tez already looked over at Tez. Like, he ain't talking to me. He looked over at Tez with the sweats and the, and the, and the low-end Nikes. I feel them though, because I I am huge in the in the sweats. Like you can, if you guys have seen me out, either I'm wearing like yes, Nike do, baby. something. Like, yeah, like I am I am straight like workout gear, sweats, one hundred percent. Like I have that exact same Nike tech jacket that uh, he was wearing in that. So like I feel them. I feel them one hundred percent. But sometimes you got to classy it up a little bit. I was a little like I'm not gonna say uh, disappointed, but when Bobby said. I talked to Trick and Mel last week and asked them about you guys. I wonder if that was kind of their way of saying, like, Trick and Mel is not going to be a part of this. Or could it be quite the opposite? Because why Why mention that? Because now that tells us why he was talking to Trick and Mello. He didn't say, I was talking to Trick and Mello about what we got going on here, blah, blah, blah. He said, I, I asked Trick and Mello last week about you guys, and they had nothing but great things to say. To me, that takes it off of, Trick and Mellow being down with them potentially is more of, hey, I was talking to them about you guys. Mm. And I was like, oh, man, all right, well, okay. I can I see guess. either way. I didn't see that segment, um, but I can take that, I guess, either way. But I see your point of why you said maybe they're not a part of it. But technically, they're still in NXT. So maybe that's probably why. Maybe until tonight. Maybe till tonight, tonight is uh, Great American Bash, and we got mm-hmm. Dragonov versus Carmelo. We talked about a month ago 
he said, man, it feels like Carmelo's missing something. A suit. And I don't know if it is a suit. <laughs> I don't know if it is he just needs to get out of NXT. But he had his match with Finn, which was fantastic on Raw. Came across like a big deal in the promo segment before that. Looked like he belonged. This title run has, has been kind of like underwhelming so far. He's had it since Mania weekend, so he's going on April, May, June, July. He's going on five months. And it feels like, hey, if he was to lose today and you say, like, hey, what was Melo's moment of being the champ? I don't know if you can really pick one. I mean, he's had some good segments with promos and such, but it's like this, all right, okay, what what's next? Like, what are we doing? And at times, to me, it feels like, Trick is still in some of these scenes more than Mello is that they're in together. Ooh. So I think that's just something to keep an eye on. Oh no, is is exactly what I've been saying the whole time. Um part of it is that they they did the um the face heel swap. Um they turned Brian Hill and then they turned, you know, Mello face. Mm-hmm. And when I, I watched NXT guy, I've really been wanting to watch the show and I had some time the other day. Um, you know, with the Dragon Off thing. Like Dragon Ball is disrespecting them boys, and I'm fully rude and feeling to whoop that ass at this <laughs> at this PLE. He just disrespecting. He was disrespecting, and I'm glad that Trick was 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 speaking to it. He's like, bro, we we going we we going put some. I'm gonna put some hands on you, man. It's a problem the way you're talking right now, right? And Melo is talking Trick like, hey, no Trick, you got to calm down. I'm the champion. We got to be professional. We got to be professional. Oh, wow. I'm like, bro, if you don't. Man up and stand up straight, bro, and put some hands on that on that man. And then in, in the next scene, uh, Dragon, I was talking to him. He's like, "Yeah, tell you." I I felt like I felt the way, man. I felt like he was telling Trick, like, "Hey, hey, keep your boy, keep your boy in check, or he gonna get hurt." Like, right? I'm like, "Oh, mm-hmm. snap! Keep your boy in check, huh?" And he's like, "Yeah." And at the pay per view, I'm gonna get you too. And Melo just like. And let him walk away. No, man, I would take that championship, and go upside that man head. Like, look, he he's he's playing like this white meat vanilla baby face character right now, and I don't like it. Don't look good on him. Like, I prefer for him to keep down the land of him being the. He doesn't have to be the arrogant heel champion. He can just be the confident heel champion, and right. he's the confident in himself and his abilities. And let Trick continue to be the hype man that was hyping up. Like, no, let 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 Trick be the guy that's saying how good he is and what he's gonna do to people. And and, and Melo just you know just calm, cool, and collective. Like, man, look, I ain't gotta do all that talking. I do it in the ring, right? But no, Trick is the one like the the, the spark plug that's telling everybody how good Melo is. Like, that's the dynamic I thought they should do. But they kind of chilled off that with that with that double turn, and I don't think it's worked for me. Um, and going to Rodisha's point, I didn't necessarily think that they were coming up. I feel like that's too many of them. It's, it's we will have the prophets. There's too many brothers coming. <laughs> that's too many of them. I ain't gonna say one way or another. It's too many of them. You got the you got the prophets. You got Mellow and Trick, and he got Bobby. That's a lot of folks in, in the crew. Don't forget about right. Omas. Don't forget no, about uh, yeah, but you gotta no, have Omos in it, man. Yeah, Byron. Byron already no, has no. the suit style, Pat. Hey, no, you gotta no, have no. Byron because he already got the suit <laughs> he game. Because you gotta, he gotta have Byron, so you kick him out later on. You gotta get a pile uh, of Cruz in there. <laughs> you gotta have Cruz because Cruz is no. Nigeria ain't working no more for you. <laughs> it ain't. Uh, I, actually, I like Cruz though. I like Cruz though. Yeah, see him suited up, suited and booted. 
right, I gotta anyway. share this. I gotta share this before y'all keep going. So I like Cruz video, too, man, but but he, they're not taking advantage of him at all. No, like they never he's have. spending his wills. But that's why he's about to be down with the real black combat club. But listen, um, I have to share this. If y'all looking at me every time and I'm laughing and cracking up over here, the internet out over here is like horrible, like completely horrible. So every time y'all oh, go know. in and out, every time y'all go in and out. <laughs> It makes a poop sound, and I'm dying over oh. here laughing. <laughs> like, every time it buffers, it sounds like whoever's talking just farted. So I'm like, you gonna just do that on air? You gonna just do that? And, wow. And now, and now you go out. Yeah. So her internet <laughs> is literally shitting. <laughs> on right. Her. And, now, and now, and now you go out. Yeah. Hey, Matt. Real, real quick before we go uh, away from NXT, I do want to um, shout them out because I, I told you the show's been getting a lot better. Um, when I mm-hmm. see it, it's really, really good. Um, but you know, they had, uh, 703,000 viewers. I don't know if that was like, I don't think that's their biggest, but it's their biggest in a while. And they're up, I believe like 17 to 20%, um, in the demo. Um, no, so congratulations well, to them. they dropped, it was still a strong rating. Remember the rating two weeks ago was their highest rating in like a year and a half or two years. What was it? Uh, did they hit the eights? Did they hit Wasn't the eights? that high? Yeah. That was, that they was the that one. High? Two weeks ago. Yeah, check it out. Google it real quick. I, I could be wrong. I don't think I am, though, but I know it was like their biggest rating in over a year by far. Um, Is that when Finn popped up the first time? Yes, that was Dom and, yep, that's when he actually won the U.S. or the, yeah, the, uh, the title. Well, good stuff to them. I mean, like, see that show, you know, growing, getting better in the ratings, because, you know, for a while, those, them dudes was like at 500,000 and and whatnot. So it's good that people are starting to watch that show. And they, uh, it looks like uh, the the Judgment Day, are, they're a draw. Like they're bringing in young viewers and other audience members. And the cool thing, too, with uh, like NXT, I mean, all across the board, every show, like say if somebody only watches NXT. I don't know there's many people out there that's like that. But say if it was, you're getting high quality. Say if you only watch WWE, you're getting high quality. Say if you only watch AEW, now that there's collision, you're getting high quality. So the cool thing is like, or Impact. Impact has been putting on really good shows too. Arguably like the best women's division with how they've been consistently booked. So it's like whatever you watch, you're getting some good stuff. Now, yeah, if you open up yourselves to watch even more, you're going to get even more good stuff. But everything is flowing pretty good right now, which, which is really, really cool to see. Hey, no, my bad. I just I said one more thing. I, I actually had two more things. I had just went through my notes, and this is better to plug it in right here. Um, Brian Pillman Jr. is going to be heading to NXT soon. Um, now that's not a big story by any means. Um, however, I'm kind of a fan of Brian uh, Pillman Jr. I, I mean, yeah. I, I'm a. Of course, I was a huge fan of his dad, and he he reminds me a lot of his dad. He doesn't have like all him. the charisma. Of his dad, but he has he has glimpses of it, and he, there's something there, you know. Obviously, his run in AEW uh, didn't go well, right? But do you, do you think that WWE is the place for him? Do you think he's going to have the Pillman name? He probably won't, right? Do you, what do you think uh, his his guy is in NXT and WWE? I would think he would have to keep the Pillman name. I think that would give him the edge there in in WWE. Yeah, you'd hope. I, I think WWE is a, probably a better place for him. Mainly because of the name, too. But, uh, yeah, I think WWE will do more for him than what happened. Hey, uh, what happened to, to Rex Steiner? Oh, he's Brian Breaker. <laughs> like, they, they taking names left and right over there. Well, I'm glad Brian, Brian Breaker probably was like, after last year, it was like, well, Russell Khan um, time. He's like, I'm glad I'm not known as a Steiner. Give him his name. I, he said, keep, keep me as Brian Breaker. Yep, your, your internet went out again, Rhodesia. So, 
I said some really awesome, funny things. Y'all hear it back on the playback. Okay, all right. So everybody's laughing right now who's listening to the pod. Are you serious? Yeah. Get the air horn for me. Get the air horn for me. Get the air horn for me. Look, when you said that though, like, come on, man. Like, I couldn't believe that. I'll, we're, hey, we're, I'll add in the sound effect when I hear it. <laughs> hey, shout out to Rhodesia for like bringing her in game today with her F internet. That's crazy. I can't believe you said that. Uh, what I was saying was, yeah, I think Pillman needs to keep his name because I don't think like I look at Bron Breaker. Damn, this is gonna sound kind of bad, but you guys know what I mean when I say that. I think when they saw Bron, they're like, "This is the future guy for the next fifteen years." So we need to completely WWE him. That was also under Vince completely, right? With the whole 2.0 thing. I think Pillman is not that guy you look at and say, oh, he's going to be the future of the company. I think you lean into him keeping his, his name or just the lineage of his, of his dad. Even if he doesn't have the Pillman name, like Roman doesn't have the anybody's sure, name yeah. before him. He doesn't have he... anything connected to the head shrinkers or Rikishi, but they've really leaned into who he know who he is. Same thing with The Rock. Usos, um, right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Night. So like, it's okay for him not to be a Pillman, but make sure that we know he's a Pillman. And I think that is absolutely the right place for him to be because I think there's a lot that he can still learn about how to work. And I, and I wouldn't even say that the AEW run wasn't good. I think it just was what it was. Got TV time, got exposure. Because, hell, if it wasn't for AEW, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. We wouldn't know what he's been doing over the last couple of years. You know, yeah. but I do think that that is the perfect place for him to be is an NXT, w, you know, WWE umbrella. Get with them, and I think when we see him, we're gonna see some good things from him. I really do. Do you guys have anything else on? I do. Smackdown um, before before I give you this. Uh, I guess we could talk about how crazy it is. It may not be that crazy. What Ric Flair said about Logan Paul. So, but I'm gonna ask you guys that. You guys got anything else for Smackdown? Oh, one last thing for Smackdown. Like with uh, I we, Vince is officially back w- with creative. Maybe not because we got some news about his uh, spinal surgery. Um, but the tag team, the women's tag team champions, first title defense, they lose against two singles wrestlers vying for a, a, a championship, right? That's classic Vince booking right there. Let the tag team champions lose to two single stars, right? Who's never teamed before. Like, that's his class. Like, what a way to bury tag team champions. Like, you know, I, I know all of it is like, oh, we're gonna get a good match, the four of them. In. But I just feel like that does that doesn't do your tag team division any favors. Is already kind of low rent in a lot of ways. Like, I don't know if Charlotte and Bianca got over any more in that in that in that segment, or it furthered their storyline that much more. I just feel like it's just such a waste that they did that. I don't. I see your point. I just feel like they just should not have touched hands at all because you can't Absolutely. let Bianca or, or Charlotte lose before going into a championship match. But you're right. Your first title defense and you lose. So it's kind of like, could something have been booked a little bit differently? Maybe just different opponents? I mean, who knows? I get your point, but Bianca nor Charlotte could have lost. That's how I look at it. I feel completely opposite on this. Um, I know you didn't mean it, but you said it was a title defense. It wasn't title defense. And I don't think there was anybody in the world that thought Bianca and Charlotte was going to lose. And if they lost, it was because they can't get along. Nobody believes that Chelsea and Sonya is better than them. So, like, to me, that's a one-off. If it wasn't to the bill, we're talking about Charlotte and Bianca here. 
arguably the two mm-hmm. best women talent in the last decade on WWE main in roster. Yep. Yeah, like, okay, if it was anybody else, I would agree. Nobody's even going to remember that they lost that match next week. I don't, I don't think that has anything to do with the booking of the tag champs because Chelsea is such a comedic character. She's going to cut one promo on Raw. And it's all good. But I, I I get if they if it wasn't Charlotte and Bianca, if if it was that, that's probably a tangent I would go on. But with it being them and they're setting up this triple threat match, I didn't have a problem with it. I didn't have a problem with it. You, see that that's you? that that thinking is why Vince does this. He does it very often. He puts these two dominant singles we, wrestlers and, 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 in the tag quick, teams and but you and gotta, gotta stop saying Vince though because we don't know if Vince just say WWE because at this point that may have been somebody else's call we don't know what Vince has booked or not but no no, no when, when, like, it, when, when it's bad creative from WWE it's Vince I don't oh, give a damn gosh. who did it it's Vince Vince has he's heading that creative it's, it's, it's his thing right I don't care who I don't care if Triple H put it on there I know Vince is in charge and this is he did that stuff this is Vince I don't care it's Vince right, so, Vince Vince We've, we've gone 49 minutes, so I'm going to just throw my one dig in. So that means yeah. that Triple H absolutely booked the finish of Cody and Roman at WrestleMania because that was the best finish in the history of WWE. So Vince was probably 100,000 million feet away from booking that. Thank you, Triple H. Thank you, Paul. No, no, he was, that, we that was almost that was one Vince episode too. in. That was, We're not yeah. bringing See, it up. We, we talk about, we, we say Damn. it's me, it's not me. It's, 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 it's hateful Matt. It's hateful Matt that brings us up. The worst hey, booking. Me, but no, this Vince was back at that time. We we know that because the sale was 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 uh was was completing. And I think right before that, Stephanie quit. So th- this is his doing too. And like and this is why back in the day, this is back when 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 WWE just was horrible creatively. This is back in this is 2013, 2014, it's getting crappy. And I would complain about it. And Matt would get so mad at me, like, you jaded fan, because he loves Vince's booking. He love, he agrees with all this stuff. Hey, let's have the worst WrestleMania finish. Matt loves never, it. Hey, I've let's never, beat our I, hey, let's beat our new tag team champions. I love that too. No one's gonna remember. He loves this Vince booking. I, I get it. I understand now. My bad. Now the world is right. Now we can move on. He said I called him a jaded fan in 2014. I'm sure you watched more wrestling than I did in 2014 in WWE because at that time you were like, if it's wrestling, I'm gonna watch it. Revisionist history which, is a mofo, which is which is why I used to get so like, why you call me a Jada fan? I watch all this wrestling. No, <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, I, I, I wish I could remember. Do you remember actually why I called you Jada? I know it was some AEW related. Um, uh, it was, no, it wasn't. Remember. No, it, it go back before that. I was remember. Whereas me, you, and uh, Chris, this is when we used to get Chris, our buddy Chris uh, used to watch a little bit. And uh, this was back oh, hell, when... You, talk, you talking 50 years ago. Way back, yeah. It's 2013, <laughs> 2014. AEW wasn't around back then. <laughs> you talking, no, you like, talking 50 years ago. I think last time Brian, Chris watched, like, Stone Cold was on top. Yeah, Brian, <laughs> uh, Brian Damson had, had just lost the championship to Big Show. And then, he, and then uh, Brian Damson got indoctrinated into, like, the Wyatt family. And I was just like, and I was getting hot because I'm like, this guy is, is a hot superstar. You're gonna have your 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 hero, you know, sell out and join this faction. And you were saying like, no, you need to let the storyline play you out. Definitely e, you're one, that you're up. one you definitely made that. Up. No, no, I hated that. You definitely no, you, made you that. You loved up. it. You loved no. it back then. Yeah, you mm-hmm. loved it. No, I loved when he turned because I thought the turn was fantastic. But the actual him being in it because they didn't tell you the reason why. And I'm like, okay, this doesn't make sense. If he's just in it just to turn. That's idiotic. But anyway, uh, what I wanted to ask you guys was Ric Flair. Ric Flair comes out and says that Logan Paul is better than 
of the current WWE roster. We're not, we're not going to go through the entire <laughs> WWE roster, but what we will do is go over every match that's on SummerSlam. I just want to ask you guys, just tell me if Logan Paul, yes or no, is better than one of these or both of these people in these matches. Okay, before now, you once start, again, before you start, before you start, I haven't done Flair's the math. I, I haven't done the math. I was like, I haven't done the math on yeah. how many wrestlers are on the roster in WWE, but I'm going to assume, is it safe to say 30% of the roster is on SummerSlam or no? No. So less. it'd be less than, way yeah. less than? I would say less than that, yeah. yeah. Way Unless you have an Andre the Giant over the top battle royal, but other than that, we no. are. Huge roster. Remember? We are. It's the, all right, motherfuckers, LA Knight is on the show, so leave us alone, Battle Royal. Uh, which I don't, we don't know who's in that yet. You, I know you said you had one thing. What you got, Rhodesia? Oh, man, you made me, oh, oh, I was about to ask, again, go back to um, context and what is Ric Flair saying is better? What is his definition of better? Before he said I he's better than question. 70% of the roster. I'm going so to give you. Let's talk about this. I'm going to give you just that. He said he's better than 70% of the roster. I mean, I can give you the whole quote, but he yeah, says, okay. like, uh, he's athletic. He's got the dog in him. He goes for it. He's better than 70% of the WWE roster. So based off of just that alone, and this is blasphemy in wrestling, that is true. When you think of a wrestler, mm. you want somebody who's going to put butts in the seats and buy pay-per-views. I mean, right. I'm talking about as, on a business, on a macro level. That's what you're looking at. Logan Paul does that. He, he is athletic. No, he doesn't have the years and decades of, of learning wrestling psychology like a lot of the other wrestlers are. And that's why I says blasphemy, because I, I hate to just put them shoot t- to the top of the mountain because everybody else had to earn the proverbial earn their stripes. But there might be truth in that. Mm. If you were looking at making wrestling popular, and Matt, you even mentioned talking about some what has changed in wrestling, why it's kind of more popular. I would imagine Logan Paul has something to do with it. I don't know on how great of a you know scale it is, but he is. He's bringing attention to pro wrestling. Mm. No, I, no, he's not about to <laughs> out wrestle Rey Mysterio or um. Well, we didn't talk about that yet, but um, he's not going to out wrestle your, your most technical person. And the people he's danced in the ring with has put him over too. So, but all I'm saying, based off of he's athletic and the couple three things you said, Ric Flair said that is true. Mm. Hey, you know what? To be honest with you, I'm not going to say better, right? But if you're going to book a card and you look at the WWE roster, Logan Paul is going to be in your top 10 of who you're going to pick to be on that uh, on that show. You're going to factor in. And a lot of it is because there's a lot of, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I kind of, I don't want to say I agree with Rhodesia, but I kind of agree with Rhodesia to be honest with you because you want somebody's going to put high knees in seats right i think the kids are walking around so i gotta (laughs) change my my language you gotta put high knees in seats he has the it factor he can talk on the microphone he's doing a really good job as a heel he has a natural in-ring ability and you know there's a lot of guys i'm not gonna who can i pick on i don't want to pick on a brother um look at a tozawa like right like, I definitely, I'm, I'm going to put Logan Paul on my show before I put Dezawa. Not because was like a, uh, a bad wrestler or any of those things, but I know people don't care about him. And there's a lot of people on that roster that people don't care about. Um, oh, I can say Johnny Gungarno. 
I'll put Logan Paul. <laughs> Johnny who? Wait, Johnny. Gagarno. I don't know if I say his name correctly. I would say Johnny Wrestling. You don't. But that guy, that guy, Johnny Same Face. I'll put I'll put Logan Paul on my show before I put Johnny Same Face. My, go- my, even- my boy, my boy Johnny came back too this weekend at a live event. He lost to Omos. Nice. That's bad for him. Is this real? I'll put, is this for real? No. Yeah. Yep. Came I'll put Logan night. Paul in before uh, Omos. I'll put him in honestly before Tomasa Champa. Right now, so, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So I mean, it's it's Ric Flair isn't that far from the truth. He just gave it in a very hot take manner. We would say right. you met. Flair says uh, on the possibilities for Logan Paul's future in the industry. Oh, if he committed himself, yeah, he's better than, I think I said it, probably 70% of the full-time guys. A good athlete that can do anything and pull off anything. What impressed me about him is that he's got balls. To never do it, to just start jumping off a ladder and shit like that and never done that year in your whole life, it's a little different. I don't agree he's better than 70% of the roster because he hasn't even carried a feud yet. That alone to me, he's not better than 70% of the roster. If you come in every three months, and this is no knock on Logan Paul. I've put him over to the moon and back on the things he's done. Him and Ricochet is going to have one of the best matches on the show. But if you come in every three months, cut two promos, you're in there with super veterans that know how to protect you and know how to make you look like a trillion dollars and do a ton of aerial things. Cool. I could say the same thing for Vikingo, right? Which I'm irritated with because I feel like they treat him just like another guy. You book him in a quote-unquote dream match with Kenny Omega on Dynamite a few months ago, and now he's relegated to working primarily on Rampage, and then he's thrown into a random trios match. Trios match. On Collision this week, which now he gets a title shot with Commander against Aussie Open on Dynamite on Wednesday. And I just feel like, I don't know what his contract is. I'm not saying put the belt on him. He's still under AAA, but you have him a lot. He seems to be on some type of AEW TV a couple of weeks out of the month. Do something with him. Keep him special. He He's way more than what we've been seeing from him. And the, the problem I have, goes back to presentation, is if and when you ever do sign him to a full-time AEW deal, if it's next year, if it's five years down the line, we're conditioned to he's just another guy. Logan Paul has been super protected. So let's just do this real quick. Just give me yes or no's because we, we still got a lot to talk about. Is Logan Paul better than Becky Lynch or Trish Stratus? Okay, is that mm. as a, so one against I said two? yes or no. Is Logan that's Paul two, better than Becky though, right? Lynch or that's Trish two. Stratus? Yes. I don't understand the question. Um, no. Say Becky Lynch, yes or no, and then Trish, yes or no. Oh, yeah, is Be- he better Becky, than Becky or Trish? He's be- he's better than Yes or Trish. no, just yes or no. He's not oh better than God. either one of those. E, what do you say? Um, You know he's not better than, than either one. Don't do that, man. She's yeah, a Hall I'll of Fame legend. Take, I'll take, I'll take right. right now, if I'm making a, no, if I'm making no, a show right now. No, I'm, no. I'm, I'm I'm See, now you're talking about wrestling ability. But you're talking about wrestling ability. Everything you're right. This is, this is, this yeah, you're talking about wrestling ability, right? Like we're we're talking about this is wrestling. You're talking about Tr- being Trish protected. not selling tickets if, today. Who, Logan Paul is. If Flair yeah. says no, he didn't say he's a bigger name. He said he's better than seventy percent of the roster. And I'm asking you, is wait, wait, he wait, better? Wait, wait, wait. 
But you, what do you think he meant as better? He didn't mean like as far from an in ring perspective. He just said I'm like just going he's off athletic. Of what he said, blah, blah, blah. Hey, this is content. I'm going off of what he said. He gave Be- us content. Becky We're is better than Logan. He- Logan's better than Trish. Oh my god, so I, I agree with Rhodesia. Oh my god. Okay, is Trish Whatever. or is Trish <laughs> is uh is Logan better than Rhea or Raquel? Not better than Rhea. I'm sure Rodi. Better than Raquel. There we go. Because I'm I'm looking at it purely hey, off of I am the okay, owner okay. of WWE. No, I, I said yes or yes uh, yes okay. or no, Rodisha. Yes or no. So you got it. You said no to Rhea, yes or Raquel. I'll give you Raquel. What do you say, E? Hey, real quick. If you guys can see what we see, like Rhodesia is just like a, a, a aesthetic image for us. <laughs> like, I'm sure this podcast is gonna go swimmingly, like you know, when we have to get the recorded version. Um no to Rhea, yes to Raquel. Okay. I don't think we're getting this match, but this is one of the matches we thought we were getting at SummerSlam. Kevin and Sammy versus Damian and Dominic. Static image. You said what? Uh, I'm just looking well, at the static image. Well, that I was, I'm a real live action static image right now because I'm thinking on that one. Um... Oh, you're thinking. Mm. Oh, let me give you mine. Yeah. So, Sammy and KO, no. Okay. Damien. You better not do it. Yes. You better not do it. You, what? <laughs> Dominic. You better not do it. No. You better not do it. Hold on a second. Dom, Dominic. Stop. Whoa, 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 whoa. Give me that. So, you said Damien, yes. You're saying, <laughs> what are you saying? I said, um, I like Paul. More than Damien, not necessarily more than Dominic. The gunshot just blew my ear. I don't even know what you said, but um, <laughs> again, I'm still confused on how you position these questions. Wow. Is I don't know if it's one versus two. If it's it should have been Logan Paul and Ricochet versus these matches. I, I'm still so confused here. All I was asking was, is Logan Paul? better than these people that are on the SummerSlam match. So I'm giving you the entire SummerSlam match. And I'm saying if it is, you know, uh, Jey Uso versus Roman Reigns, is Logan Paul better than Jey or Roman? That's all I'm asking. And we know that's not the case. I can't believe you just said that, E. That's insane. What about Cody versus Brock? Is Logan better than Cody or Brock? No. No, right? Okay. Is Logan better than Seth or Finn? Not to me. But no, you have nothing to think about. Look it, at it he, no, he's not, but it, man. But it kind of is. I mean, you okay, again, you ask a, a casual fan, they may not know who Finn Balor is, but they will know you who Logan think Paul Logan is. Logan Paul is better than Finn Balor. I'm not talking about name value. I'm talking about this, wrestling. This whole thing. He's stop. A wrestler. Okay, stop. We need to hey. delete this hey, last Rhodesia, 15 here's, minutes a, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Rhodesia is actually just elevated her wrestling knowledge. I like. I I, I am so proud of you as my little sister. Ooh. As my little sister, that oh my god, you are spot on tonight. You are on fire, sister. See, you know Matt is being a mark. Right? <laughs> he doesn't understand what wrestling is. It's about putting butts in seats. No, it's not. And Logan Paul can put butts in seats. No, it's not. Yes. He didn't say, he didn't say he's a bigger name. Yeah, he, he, didn't yeah, say, he didn't say he can sell more tickets than anybody else. He didn't, he didn't say, say none of that stuff you talk about either. You're, it's all interpretation. He didn't he say specifically didn't, what the best was. Exactly. Right? He didn't also say Hulk who Hogan can, was who the best do. back in the day. But oh, he so wasn't Logan, the best so, wrestler so, so in the world. So Logan Paul is better than Hogan. 
Here we go. Now he's now he's reaching <laughs> to prove whatever point he's trying to make. That's very brought, unclear, brought, right? I said, I said, oh, you're going off wrestling matches. You're going off moves. I'm talking about Hogan was off never of common sense. And Logan Paul is not better than 70% of the WWE roster. If he is, okay, cool. Then maybe the 30% is on SummerSlam. But you two fools just sat here and told me that Logan Paul is better <laughs> I'm a fool than... I'm uh, Man, you are absolutely... You, y'all just sit here and just tell me Logan Paul is better than Trish Stratus. A ball right now Hall of Famer. Right now, Dude, yes. we're not even about to you go back what? and forth on Bro, you've been... Hold on now. Matt's been, Matt's been pulling his... Matt's been pulling his pants down on Trish for months now <laughs> since he's been back. Now all of a sudden, oh my god, I can't believe. What's, give it to me straight. What's what's going on here? Once, hey, look, Eves, we do these podcasts, right? What I need you to do after we do it, go back and uh-huh. listen to them, man. You may I'll find some it. things out about yourself. You may find some no. things out about us. I have never once said anything no. about Trish in a wrestling ring. What I've said was her promos against Becky have been clicking. That's what I've said. It has so, nothing to do with be, being a wrestler. Can't that be that, so not if that's the than? case, then no, because no, it's not. No, that's that's what we've been getting from her right now. Is her oh, okay. you haven't you're not into her feud because and she, when she's been talking. That's what you're she's right. doing. You're right, because Logan Paul Ricochet promo uh battle they had a few weeks ago was the best promo battle of the year. You're absolutely you, correct. You you didn't like it? You're right. No, I came on here and said it once again. If you go back and listen to the shows or actually pay attention while we're doing the show, you would hear I say like it was a little clunky. On there, same thing. It's the same thing, but whatever. Y- y'all, y'all think that Logan Paul is a top five WWE superstar here now and forever. He's better than Hogan, I think I've heard. <laughs> so, are y'all sure he's not better than Roman Reigns? Are y'all sure that he shouldn't have won his against traje- Roman? His trajectory is getting there. His trajectory is getting there. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> wow, <laughs> he's reaching so bad. Like, no, what I'm saying is Hogan was the best, and it wasn't because of his work, his his, his entering work. Hogan was the best because he drew. And because he had a connection with the fans, and people wanted to see him win, lose, or, or draw, that's what made him the best. It wasn't, like I, all I knew, he had two moves back in the day, and I lo- I was into every aspect of it. it had sale, to do with in ring stuff, and he could sell his ass off too. So uh, maybe he did. That, yeah, that, that was a big part. All right, y'all. That was that was interesting and fun. If anybody agrees, please let us know on what side you're on. Do you think Logan's better than 70 percent of the roster? More probably than that is, do you think Logan's better than the majority of the SummerSlam card? The way these two folks do he's so hot (laughs) that's insane y'all changed uh dynamite in collision in my life no i I, I just take what you say and then i I go with it uh dynamite feels like college to me collision feels like the pros that that is what i got from watching the episode and there's nothing wrong with college there's nothing wrong with college you can be in all you know what they call them national standouts and all that kind of stuff yeah and I, it, it just but feels it's not like professional. That. That's what you're saying. It's not professional. No, I I just feel like because I didn't want because at, at first I was about to say amateur, oh. and that's kind of disrespectful. Oh. But college is not college sports is is huge. Yeah. People get so excited for the NCAA tournament, the college football playoffs. So that's not a knock. But if you just watch the shows from uh, the presentation, from some of the talent that's on the show. To me, college feels like college feels like, or uh, dynamite feels like, the little engine that could and did. Collision feels like been there, done that. It's been four years now, and we've been talking about some of the same issues with dynamite. Should never see people blading. Should never be seeing so many missed camera shots. Should not be seeing some of the matches that we see sometimes. Collision is like a well-oiled product. They start off hot, 
with the ladder match. They mm. finished hot with the tag match. Like everybody who's on Collision, they just know what they're doing, and it looks like it. I'm sure they're, they're they. I'm sure they have the same people behind the scenes in regards to like camera work and all that kind of stuff. We did talk about there was a couple of missed camera shots on Collision, but even like their camera work, one of them was during uh, after Darby and uh, after his match. You had Christian on the Tron. Mm-hmm. You had a shot behind Darby to Christian on the Tron. So you saw everybody connected to that scene. You don't mm-hmm. get some of that stuff on Dynamite. It looks like they knew exactly where to stand. There was another time on the show where there was when a shot Jeff, of, yeah. I think Andrade was coming out and Buddy was already in the ring. And there was a shot of Buddy right between the ladder to the entrance rap. It was a perfect shot. Stuff like that. Like I, I, I pick up on that kind of stuff and I appreciate that kind of stuff because to me that's planning, that's that's you know, all that kind of stuff. Um Collision was just another fantastic show. I thought. You know, we could spend another hour talking about how great the show was. We're not gonna do that. We're already an hour in. But I do have a question. So we did get the CM Punk promo. I thought he cut a hell of a promo. I'm not sure what you guys thought on the promo. Uh but I love that he said, hey, we're a month away from our biggest show ever. Ain't nobody talking about it. I guess I'll mention it for the first time on the show. We talked about it. I don't know if that was like, yeah, I don't know if that was like a shoot on his end or what. I love that he said that. He then proceeded to talk about the the championship belt. He said, hey, look, nobody beat me for I'm the real world champion. Here is the belt. Puts the X across it because that's his logo. Little insider, if you didn't know, Eric Bischoff weeks ago said that, uh, CM Punk is worse than Hogan in regards to, you know, business practice or whatever, whatever. So he spray painted the way Hogan did the NWO belt. Thought that was fantastic. Absolutely love that. Uh, so he talks about that. He talks about, hey, am I going to be on all in? I guess we'll find out. Maybe we'll find out by the end of the night. So he puts over this title that he hasn't lost yet. Then he proceeds to put over Ricky again. Ricky comes out, <laughs> which was fantastic. Ricky stops and is like, no, look, y'all see me, y'all gonna see my entrance. Comes back out, does his entrance, gets Love in that. the ring, big boy stuff, big boy stuff with him and Punk, leads to uh, a title match for the Real World's Championship next Saturday, mind you, against SummerSlam. I think we're gonna find out next week what really is the crossover in terms of what fans watch. I can't see anybody watching Collision over SummerSlam. So we're going to find out when we see these ratings. If they still pop a pretty good rating, we know those are exclusively AEW fans. If they don't, we know that a lot of their fan base is still WWE fans and what that can look like going forward on other Saturdays when they're going against WWE PLEs. But we got, so we got next week, uh, Starks versus Punk for the championship with Ricky Steamboat as special guest referee, which I thought was a pretty cool touch. Uh, Overall, I thought that that segment was incredible. My question to you guys, though. Did Punk make a big enough case that he's still the real world's champ? And has Ricky Starks done enough to make him a viable first contender for that match or for the title? Yes and yes. One, because just the saying the facts, he has not been pinned or submitted to lose the title. And... Kind of, this is how they've been building rookie for that. So he should be the the first contender there. So yeah, yes and yes, short and sweet. 
Ah, man. No, I, I think it's, it's a stupid argument, to be honest with you. But it's wrestling, and that's okay. Um, but I do like... I think he did talk me into justifying another championship on that brand. Like, okay. he did do that. And, and I like the X, the NWO-style mm-hmm. um, presentation to it. Um, and I put a note, like, hey, dude, this is... We have an official brand split and an official championship for that brand. I'm, I'm here for that. And Slick Ricky, Ricky Starks, that's my guy. This is the Ricky I need. The Ricky I've always wanted. Um, if it's, I feel like that he has new life on his collision. He coming out talking like and looking like a million bucks. I love his entire interaction. I look when he, I don't know if he tripped over that bag or whatever it was, but he kicked <laughs> it out of there. I feel him, right? Because you know, when you're on your way and you're doing something, man, something kind of in your way, you, you get kind of irritated. And you got to kick it out of the way. I love everything he did. I love that entire um, little segment there. Um, but to answer your question, like, I think the justification is weak and it's very heel-like because at the end of the day, man, bro, you can't be out for a whole year because you can't defend the championship. You, you, that they, it has to be stripped from you, right? But mm-hmm. that's their old wrestler's argument that's been done for the, for, since the, the, you know, the inception of wrestling that the, the injured wrestler comes back, oh, you know, I was never pinned or submitted. Oh, yes, that's the story. No, bro, you ain't the champion no more. The champion is the one they gave the belt to or who won it, whatever, and that's champion. But I love his uh his his thought process on actually having an official championship for that brand. I do wonder, because I, I agree with the part of, no, man, you can't be out for nine months and still be the champ. In your mind, you're saying nobody's beat me for it, so until somebody beats me for it, it's mine. I get that. But you also could say, look, you think you're the champ. I'm the champ. Let's sell it once and for all. I did think it was kind of interesting. He said that, uh, am I going to be on all in? Am I not going to be on all in? Maybe we'll find out by the end of this episode. And we never, we didn't get to that. We got to next week. Cause at first I thought they were setting that matchup for Wembley, him and Starks. Cause he brought and it up. And then when she, yeah. When she and was like next week on collision, I was like, okay. And then they brought up steamboat. I was like, wow. Okay. Um, but I mean, I, we do have to just recognize in a month the work that Collision and CM Punk has done in elevating others. Ricky Stark is back to where he needs to be. Uh, Jay White has never been hotter in AEW. Bullet Club is a thing. He was such a stability in, on Collision last he? night, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Talk <laughs> about Jay White. Like, He's so stable. Another, a, Strong. A, a, another, I mean, Bored. We, we know that Ju- we know that Juice has worked every week. I guess he was like, if my boy ain't going to be here, we're gonna, he's going to be here in spirit. They had the cardboard cutout <laughs> of him out there at ringside. I did think that was, that was kind of cool. Uh, and y'all know how I feel about the gun club entrance. And with Juice being there, I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. y'all just take this to a whole nother level. <laughs> y'all just take it to a whole nother level. But, I mean, shout out to, uh, to Punk. Uh, I think that I know some people, there's a thought out there that hey, he's lost twice already. He's not, whatever. I, I think he's doing fantastic. I think he's absolutely doing fantastic, especially when it comes to elevating other people. Um. So, how, hold up. We're going hold to assume. Up. You're going to assume mm-hmm. what? Because I'm about to say we're going to assume that. What? Not... <laughs> okay, we are not about to talk about collision though, without talking about the best thing that was on collision. And that last. Well, match. I wasn't done with the punk thing. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't done with the punk thing yet. So my question was, we're going to assume Ricky's losing next week. Will we assume that? Is that fair to assume? Right? 
Has to be. There's no way he's winning this quote unquote real world championship on collision. So he's got to lose. So let's let's take that thought of he's going to lose. Now knowing that Punk has shown this title. Mm-hmm. Now knowing that Punk is brought up all in. What's Punk's match at all in? I'm telling you, it has to be MJF either all in, all out. It has to be. Because why would you bring that out right now? Why would you do that? MJF is only going to say, hold up, bruh. I'm the champion. What are you talking about? That's, that's, he's going to do that. That's why I thought that when he displayed the and he showed the the championship last night, at this point, they are going to go with all in, all out, MJF and CM Punk. Well, you wouldn't go back to back. So then do you somehow do? Either one, either um, one. I'm talking about either one, either one. Okay, so, so, so maybe what you do then, you go MJF, Adam Cole at all in. Mm-hmm. He still said, I'm going to give you your title shot, win, lose, or draw. And then the winner of that takes on Punk at all out. I can see that. My but point is that I know MJF you is going to have that match. Do you want to have that match? Do you want to have that match this soon after introducing this championship? Do you want to have a? I mean, I wouldn't. Like you can't. No, like yeah. you gotta. Like at some point, it has to be about bragging rights. Like, all right, you gotta have a credible champion on both brands. And now, now I'm like, hey, I'm now I'm arguing who actually is the real champion, right? Like he hasn't really done anything with championship to kind of make it legit. At this point, you still like the FGR, you're talking about the punk, FGW. right? Yeah, punk. I mean, you got to. Yeah, I mean, because we don't even know—is this even a sanctioned belt? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, we don't even know that part of it yet. We got to make so, it a thing first. You would think, but I, I'm still going off of he mentioned all in, and he brought the belt out. So this was now the time that he's brought this belt out. So if he's working all in, the thought is it has to be for that title. I'm right. I'm thinking I'm thinking we might get shenanigans with uh with Ricky, you know, Ricky Starks, Ricky and, and Ricky. We don't we don't get a uh a, a, a solid finish. Maybe we get uh, we still got unfinished business with he and Samoa Joe. Maybe we get that. Maybe he actually just defends the title versus some kind of uh, you know champion versus championship match is what I'm thinking. Joe's the coolest man. Like fighting trash gravity, I don't get it. I don't want to get it. No, uh, I don't want to. I don't even spend exactly any time on talking about I, that. I, I wanted him to squash him, man. Like I don't get it, but whatever. I wanted him to squash him and then pick up the mic and talk. But uh, you know, it's Bandito's brother, right? I do. Aww. His dumbass walk. I was like, what the hell? We wasting my time Aww. seeing this this moonwalk. Like, hey, look. Rudy's just like, look, man, I got, I got a podcast recorder a couple hours. I ain't got time <laughs> yeah. to see you moonwalk. Right. I'm, I'm, fast for, I'm in 15 hey, I seconds. I, 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 did, forward, I didn't see it. I fast forward. forward right through that match. <laughs> I fast forward right through that. I fast forward right through that. I don't get it. I don't get right, so you can't you, you had something about the ladder match? <laughs> you wanted to bring him up? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm worked up now. I, I forgot what I was about to mention. I'm just saying, though, I personally think that this second matchup is mar- more my favorite than the first time Buddy Matthews <laughs> went against Andrade. I, I really love this match. I thought everything about it, the, the was it the sunset bomb off the ladder. I mean, just all of that. Ooh, I thought it was so boy, awesome. Man. And like, that match, to me, I'll be honest with you, Everything after the match kind of was just like, uh, I could still talk, step, um, take a step back and look at it in totality. And Collision was an A plus show, but for me, it went down after that match because that match took everything out of me. I'll be honest with you, but it's still a great show, it's still a great show. But man, that ladder match was everything. It was pay per view quality, mm-hmm. pay per view quality, and you know, I I'm a fan of letting things breathe afterwards. And you got you got a two hour show, I, I understand it. So this is no fault of theirs, but that match was so good. 
damn, I wanted like to bask in that match a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like they had Andrade grab his mask, and as soon as he grabbed his mask, they went to the next segment. And it wasn't like uh where's helter skelter pace, but it was like, no, we gotta keep it moving. And I was like, ah, just because I knew like, man, I feel like this match is gonna get lost. That was a well, that, man, that, was, that was a fantastic match. That, yeah, like and I, I just feel like I just wish we could have slowed down just a tad bit so people can realize how good it was. But yeah, I had that pay-per-view quality match. They continue to to have great chemistry together. I love the spar with Julia too. Yes, love I love that. And I, and I, I like I liked it. I liked it so much too because you could tell the fear she had, right? Like mm-hmm. she showed the fear of going up there, but I still got to do it for the House of Black. And she was shaking. You saw her hands shaking. She, she it, was it shaking. Was, it was awesome. Oh, it was just across the board. I, I thought it was great. And I think too, and that's that. That was really where. I, I thought about that analogy that I said, like, hey, that Dynamite is like college and Collision is like uh, pros because the y'all know I, I love the early 30-second promo packages. Everybody knocked it out the park to start the show. Then we go into the ladder match. The ladder match was incredible stuff. And then I saw the Julia piece, and they go through the ladder, and I was just sitting here like, man, they mm-hmm. are like ticking. They are ticking every single box of what I love about pro wrestling on, on this show. And, then, and they, they kept it there, too. They, they kept it there. Uh, one quick thing about that. Yeah, it was. A, a, I knew it was gonna be a good match. Was just really quickly on the fans <laughs> when they did a "We Want Tables" chant and what followed. No, we don't. <laughs> I thought that was so right? good. I thought, I thought that was so good. <laughs> yeah, we gotta gotta have some of the smart fans that cross out the dumb fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, All I right. thought it was gonna. I knew it was gonna be a really good match. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, from the from the uh, from the onslaught, I, actually the overall show. I mean, it was nice. It's nice pacing and and is and is booked really well because you got a awesome match to start the show, right? And then you got another great match to end the show. You got the CM Punk piece in between. They give you a little, you know, tidbits kind of in the middle, right? But it kind of gives you a, a moment to breathe through the different transitions in the show, right? So that way you're not overwhelming. You remember the big things that happen throughout the show. Really, really well paced, um, as opposed to you know I, I don't want to call it dynamite, you know, like a college game, but I, I get what you're saying. Um, but definitely between the two shows, um, Collision and Dynamite, like co- Collision's on a whole other level. Are we going to get into Dynamite at all? Are we? Rapping? Yes. No, because I say Rodriguez's feet is about to be put to the fire. Ooh, I'm ready to get up out of here though. Hey, real quick, before we get into that one, right? I gotta, <laughs> I gotta ask you guys a question because you know, you know, I love, you know, I'm a big Swerve guy. Mm-hmm. Swerve's one of my favorite wrestlers, and Ar Fox. And it's, it's funny because, like, when I contemplating becoming a wrestler, I was gonna go to his school. I had heard of him um, for years, so I knew that he was top notch. QT Marshall was a, a, a somebody else that someone had recommended me. QT Marshall. I, I had no idea who he was, right? And I'm like, ah, I don't know that cat, so I don't know him. I don't want to be trained by him, right? Um, but I knew A.R. Fox was the man. He's been around for a long time, and I love that now, hopefully, maybe A.R. Fox is going to get a little bit more shine because uh, versus the like the spot guy, right? He's the guy they threw in there to have a good match with somebody, but he didn't really get emphasis. Um, my girl, Faye Jackson, had put on Twitter, or X, whatever we calling that now. I'm, it's Twitter for me, man, until I get off. To, I, don't, I don't know. It would never not be Twitter. I I, I'm, like I'm, a... I'm so upset that I should have cut the auto updates off. I'm so mad that I woke up this morning and the Twitter now on my phone is X. It's always going to be tweets. It's always going to be Twitter. 
what is Elon doing, man? He just is horrible, man. He's like worse than Vince McMahon. Like he just takes everything. Like Twitter wasn't really broken, but he's kind of come in I, and kind of broke it, right? Like people are leaving the platform. Like he's really doing a number, man. He's horrible. He needs to take the cars. Um, but Paige Jackson was like, hey, uh, a couple years ago, I suggested to somebody that they should do Cash Money Brothers type faction, like right from New Jack City. Mm-hmm. And so that's what they're saying. That we're getting the equivalent now with, you know, Swerve, AR Fox, and, and I guess Nana. I, I want to see somebody else in that position. We're getting that type of faction, which I love. But I got to say this, man. They, that was a microwave feud. They, we got from, we got the heel turn to the, the joining of the faction. We got that like super quickly. It was like they didn't give us a time to breathe at all in that transition. And that's the one thing about Dynamite is that. Then we get some good stuff, man, but it's so sloppily or quickly, quickly done that they, we just don't get a chance to like get let things sit in. Because right, we get this thing with Darby and AR Fox, and then almost in the next damn segment, he comes out and turns on on Darby, right, and joins the faction. Like, I'm glad it happened, but we got there so quick. Did I bother you at all? Yes, especially when you have that incredible video package to start the show of telling the story of AR Fox and uh, Darby, you know, with him helping train him, him living with him. Tell that story like a month ago, weeks ago, build that ago, something build and then build a couple of these tag matches with them too. Right. To show some camaraderie and then have a reason for them to go one-on-one or whatever. I but when you have it. that, but okay, so you love the speed of it. You love the, uh, the pacing did. of hey, absolutely wow. because because AR and Cassie put on a hell of a match, hell of a match, and at the end when he loses, I I was almost disappointed. I'm like, damn, like he could mm-hmm. work his ass off so hard, you know. Every, which what Darby said about AR Fox, he's like the Jesus Christ as far as helping a helping hand and feeding and all that. Don't pay me nothing, just come live with me, just taking care. And then boom, he loses. I mean, he pushed Cassidy to the freaking limit, and then he loses. I thought by him coming at the end or coming later on and turning and going with Swerve and Prince, I thought that was amazing. For me, it satisfied my letdown because I was so disappointed that he lost that I got something out of it. I see all two points, but for me, I absolutely, I think they hit the nail on the head for me on that. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't uh, disappointed that Fox lost because Fox can't beat Orange Cassidy after going 29 and 0 or whatever this year. Right. You don't put the bell 26, on. 26, I think, right? Fox. Yeah. Ice, ice cold. Yeah, like so. I didn't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. I loved the match. If it mm-hmm. wasn't for collision, that was the match of the week on TV. I would agree. It was a good match. Yeah, it was was Fox and, and Orange Cassidy. Uh, but yeah, it, it was it was microwaved. Um, but more than that, probably the thing that, and I do think they're going to do some real fun things. Swerve and AR Fox. The uh, the only yeah. thing that I kind of had an issue with was this being a reset of. Swerve's group. Like, imagine how cool this would have been if this was the first iteration of what Swerve is trying to do with his group. But then you had, you know, what, what was his name? Um, he's like the fake. He was like the fake Brock. What was his name? Uh, I forgot. Parker. I names. Parker. You had Parker, Bordeaux, and then the Parker other guy. Yeah. yeah. And then you kind of reset that, take them away, and now you start over again. I just think that that kind of puts a little bit of a stain on it. Nothing they can't come back from. I'm very excited they're they're together. But yes, E, I agree with you. On this one hundred percent, it was just too fast. Tell tell those stories a little bit longer. Like, 
just yeah, just that that's why I talk about the slowdown piece. But whatever, whatever on that. Um, y'all know that we have a platform, we gotta be truthful. Okay. I even tweeted about it. Everybody has an off night. No problem with that. But boy, was that Brit tie a match not good at all. So I'm, we're, I'm sitting there watching, and I get a lot of a lot of thoughts going in my head. One, Britt looks to be significantly smaller than what she was when she was working weekly. I know they said, you know, if you watched her AEW show, she's had she has some back problems. I don't know if her back injury is what's going on, but she, I mean, she's scarier than what she was before when she was the champ. Uh, of course, I have a thought of, hey, if you're injured, go take care of yourself. Don't be in the ring. But I'm watching the match, and I'm like, damn, these girls have no chemistry together at all. This match is not good. They keep going, and to me, the match is getting worse. Yeah. Like, by every minute, it's getting worse, mm. and it's getting worse, and it's getting worse. And I'm like, damn, okay. So, Taya, I know Taya can work. I've seen Taya outside of AEW. I know she can work. But I'm like, since she's been in AEW, because I am a Taya fan, I'm like, damn, I do I need to cut her some slack? Or have I cut her too much slack? She's had a couple matches with Jade. They were what they were. She had the match with Sky Blue on Collision last week, which is pretty solid. But she hasn't had that match yet on AEW. I'm like, she should. The thing about Britt, I'm like, okay. Britt really ain't been the best either since, like, she's lost the title. Like, I can't really think of any major, like, moments she's had in matches or any really great matches she's had since, you know, Jamie's been champ. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I'm like, man, this is, like, a little rough. Get to the finish, okay? It was what it was. Social media, of course, has a field day with it. Both girls get on, you know, social media and say they part about, you know, what it was, which is most basically like Britt's thing was shut up. <laughs> Taya's thing, of course, was she wakes up the next day, ton of, you know, bullying comments about how she's fat, she's ugly, she's a man. He mm. wanted her to die. Mm. We've already gone through that, how, like, the scum of the earth. But I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm so now this is Thursday. I'm really thinking to myself, like, okay. And then they, they show that they, they show that sign in the in the crowd after the match, which is playing that unless this is some type of storyline. The sign in the crowd said, book the women's division better. And production Ooh. shot the sign and they sat on that sign for two to three seconds. Ooh. And it wasn't a wide oh shot God. of the crowd, it was a pinpoint shot of that sign. So I'm like, okay. What is this? My question to you two. What's the conversation that needs to be had? Is the conversation needs to be had right now around the AEW's women's division? Is the conversation the the booking of the division? Or is the conversation the talent that is being highlighted? in the division. Cause I think those are two totally different conversations. I think it's the talent. Um, when I think of Taya, I think of like a, a old school wrestler, as far as how her style of wrestling, when I think of Dr. Britt Baker, I think of one of the more new school wrestlers who's a little bit faster. They had a terrible match. There is no denying that. And I'm not going to, you know, try to run from that. It was terrible. And I'm saying it's terrible because I've seen so much better out of both of them. So I can say that that was a terrible match. I just don't think their styles clash. Now, again, at what level or where, where am I supposed to expect that? Or if you're supposed to get these reps in together to build the chemistry, should I expect that? Yes, I do expect that as a fan, as a wrestling fan, yes. Um, 
I would think that we go to a lot of indie shows now where I see people who probably only never wrestle each other. They can still put on a great performance. Does that mean the level of the talent? I don't know. I'm not a wrestler. I don't know how to answer that. But I do expect to see two professionals put on something better than what we saw in the ring. Again, but everybody has an off night. If someone's hurt, someone's hurt. But from what I saw just as a fan, it was a terrible match. And I'm saying it's a terrible match because I know that the two of them individually is very good. Mm. You know, I got to say something real quick. We got a little bit of a a platform. Um, You know, I don't like what some of these wrestling fans do um, with this negativity, unnecessary negativity. It's hateful stuff that we do. Don't I'm not going to say we because you... You, wrestling fans, you, you know who you are. To come at uh, her like that, talking about her uh, her appearance, she's fat or she's ugly or she looks like a man. I gotta be honest with you, man. Look, for years, Matt and I, Radish and I, we go to these shows and we would get from people like, hey, you guys are like your wrestling fans. Because there's a certain stigma on wrestling fans, especially from a physical standpoint. And a big part of it is it's a lot of fat, ugly, stinky guys. Right, right. So you got a lot of fat, ugly, stinky guys making these comments about these women that you probably can never get in in your life. It'd be a, a thousand percent honest with you. I'm saying to say this is and, that, and and e, if you saw them in person, you'd be gushing over them, asking for selfies, asking for autographs. Oh, I love you so much. <laughs> all of that. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. So if you can look in the mirror and you can say that, hey, I'm a hunk, which you probably can't. You need to shut the hell up. <laughs> Stop talking about these women and their physical appearances, which you need to start doing. I don't care what platform you're on. I don't care if it's Twitter. Get your life together to where you stop tearing down other people to make yourself feel better. Okay, It doesn't work. More negativity doesn't bring positivity. You acting like an ass on Twitter or X or whatever it costs is not going to make you a better looking man. It's not going to get you a, a, a better looking woman. This is going to bring more negativity into your life. So, hey, how about you do yourself a favor and others, and if you ain't got nothing nice to say, put your phone down. Put your iPad down. And get some class and act better and do better, okay? Because that kind of stuff is stupid, and I don't understand it. So, but going back to the match, <laughs> was it a good match? Meh, right? Yeah. I don't think it was even got worse, as Matt said. I think it actually started getting better towards the end. I feel like... Early on, you know, like they were obviously were connected, but I gotta be honest with you when we say this, right? Because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk about Brett personally. I'm not gonna make spiteful, nasty comments about um, Talia or any of those things because I'm not gonna do that. I'm just simply talking about the actual work. I'm not a fan of Talia since she's been AW. I haven't really seen. I mean, if some of it is some of the maybe people she's put in the ring with, but I'm I, I'm not that big of a fan of her work. And Brett, to me, um. I think the the I love Britt as a character, as a promo. I think she has the it factor. I think her gear looks amazing. I think she checks all the boxes, except for when that bell rings. I feel like there's a little bit of a disconnect. I've always felt that way. I think some of the matches that we talked about in the past, a lot of it because she was in these matches with Thunder Rosa, and they were really brutal, Ooh. bloody matches that you didn't really Ooh. see a lot of women in. And I think but, that covered up a lot of things. And is I it think, maybe time to uh, say Thunder Rosa is maybe better than some people or a lot of people thought. Maybe. But at the same time, I think a lot of it, like, I think if you look at ECW, right, a lot of those wrestlers weren't, you know, you wouldn't say they were the best workers in the in the world or best wrestlers, but, you know, they can put together an awesome hardcore match. 
like Ian Rotten and those type of dudes, Balls Mahoney, Mahoney back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like they were putting on entertaining hardcore matches, and I feel like that's what we were getting back then. So you go to fast forward on a dynamite where you got these two women who probably haven't, I don't I'm not sure how many times they worked together. Um, or if they've worked together. Um, they have clashes in styles. Um, we've seen Brett have these kind of matches, clunky matches before with other women, right? Anna J comes to mind. Yep. Um, so it, the match maybe it, it it on booking it on paper it probably looked better on paper than what we actually saw on television. Um, did it have a couple of blotches? Absolutely, it did. I think it got better as the match went on. Um, but I, I think it just was a a, a, a clash. Um, as far as the overall division, I think the division is much like the the production on Dynamite. It got to get better. Like, right, because there's no reason why that should be like you gotta have a little more attention to detail. Like you got this crowd sign and you just sitting on it for like seconds. Like who's looking at these details? That is not acceptable. Say, oh, maybe that ain't the shot. That, that ain't the shot. Like let's get off of it. Like, yep. let's get off it real quick. Like, right, who's who's making these decisions? They have women who can work, right? We saw one of them. We saw Mercedes, um, not Monet. Um, but we saw Martinez on collision. She's a nice worker. She, I think, I'm not sure she's been injured, but where she's been, we got Athena, right? Who's a good worker, and she's been. I don't want to say buried. She's but dying away in ROH. She's, she's, on ROH. she's arguably the best women's wrestler in the United States this year. And unless you watch ROH, which the vast majority of people do not, you don't. You, you're not even seeing her. Get that belt off of her. Get her on Dynamite. Get her on Collision. And get that women's division another heavy hitter that can go in the ring, can cut promos, checks all the boxes. Absolutely. You know, and I'm not sure where uh, Serena is. I'm, I, I've been, look, my, my girl, my, my girl Deebs, I ain't seen her in forever. I'm, I don't I know if she's injured. Either. I actually did a Google search to see where she's, where she's at and what she's doing. I have no idea. But can we get her back? Uh, I think they just need to book that division much tighter. Right. And make sure that we put on matches with these women that actually complement each other's style. Right. I think that's why we see Sheeta and Nyla wrestle a thousand times. Right. Because um, they actually have a chemistry together. Um, I mean, with Nyla, I mean, she's also she's the first champion. Right. And we barely see her. How do I mean, we they have not a lot of women see that... her consistent? Like and yeah. that, so then so e to your to that point, that's where I get I get the whole book, the women's division better. Yeah. Because like just having one match every single week at nine twenty or nine twenty five is not cutting it on dynamite. If these women need more reps, they need more reps. But like I got so excited when I saw Chris Stanlander on Collision. Like use her more, Nyla Rose. We never see Nyla on TV. Use her more. Um. I mean, I mean, I'm just looking at the website. I'm looking at, you know, their women's roster. Jamie, we know Jamie's hurt. J- Jade's away. Sheeta, she should be on significantly. Now, to be honest, when you look at their roster overall, if you had to, like, peg, you know, three different categories and say, can go with anybody, can go with another veteran, or can go with a veteran, or, you know, still young, needs work. There's honestly probably not many people in that first part, to be completely honest. And with Britt, I just wonder what's going on with Britt. We saw that house show match she had with Anna Jay. 
that was, it looks to me like Anna Jay's worst match she's ever had. That was at the house show just a couple months ago. We see now what she did this past Wednesday with Taya. I just wonder what's going on there. Are, are they not communicating properly in the back to talk about what the matches is going to look like when it happens? Because uh, I, I just, when I see that, I'm just like, that that shouldn't happen. That shouldn't happen with two two women that have main event shows on their own, that have had, you know, Taya's had vast uh, accolades and success outside of AEW. You, you kind of just like say, man, like, man, what's up? But they, they need to figure out the women's division. They They really do. And I think that what happened on Wednesday was a microcosm of their issues. For sure. For sure. Uh, anything else off Dynamite? I think the only other thing I had was just, why is Jerry Lynn on my TV? <laughs> when we have other wrestlers that aren't on TV, and I like me some Jerry Lynn. I was a major ECW fan. But when we got guys that are not on television consistently that can do something in the ring. But then I'm seeing gravity. I'm you seeing gravity Jerry twice Lynn. And, and, and I know that, uh, well, gravity. And I know that, um, <laughs> wow. I know, know that, that Jerry Lynn, I know Jerry Lynn is, we got beef with that man. What's, what this happened? is going somewhere. I know this is going somewhere, right? It's gotta be going somewhere with the whole FTW championship. But I just look at that and say, man, like, Hey, you got guys that you can use, use them instead of, Maybe some some of these other folks. I don't know. What else you guys got? Anything else from uh, Dynamite? I got two things. Um, I think we should put Anna and Jack together. Right? Jack has already mentioned her in a promo, his first promo as a heel. Yeah, calling her a B-word. She ain't doing nothing else like. right now. Bad Jack Perry. Hey, I, t- I, t- I told you back in the day, like, some women like that. Um, put, put, like, put them together, right? Um, because Anna's a heel. Jack's a heel. Is she? But is she? Yeah. She did. Well, she was a heel well, with JSA. So I don't know what she, they're doing with that. Well, she was Correct. like, she's trying to give like, an ultimatum to Jericho, too. Yeah. So I think they're making she her did. look like a, a face based off of the last time I saw her on TV. But she, she you she know, looked, she looks she better. Looks fantastic. She looks she fantastic. Better as a heel. She always looks fantastic. Yeah. yeah and put, I think she bring, looks better as a heel. And like, and let, let, I, I love to see, uh, you know, her being like um, Jack's, like Miss Elizabeth type, right? know him hiding behind her and you know that kind of a thing like that would definitely get him some 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 uh more heat we don't always see that was a good a good act that macho man elizabeth uh heel run they had back in the 80s and we don't see a lot of people uh mimic that i love to see them do that on tv and i think part of the we talked about uh where you talked about matt that collision is the pros and dynamite is 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 college on collision you got the big stars they got punk you got, um, you know, House of Black. You got Miro popping up on there. What the hell is he doing? Like, I, like that's what he came back for. But anyway, um, they got a lot of big stars on Collision. On Dynamite, yes, you got MJF and you got um, Max doing their thing. But you, there's, there's, a, there's a void of main event talent on that show. And it's, I think primarily, primarily is because we're not seeing the elite featured every week or even most weeks like right like the bucks kenny that's supposed to be their show and we're not seeing the elite on their show often enough so i feel like the show lacks a little bit of a star power as well and this goes back to 
I said the BCC and the Elite storyline had ran its course a long time ago because they were prominently featured. It was just in a few you didn't care about. I was over that feud over like a month ago, a month and a half ago. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, yes, now that hopefully that feud is over, now we can get Kenny and the Elite in something that you can really sink your teeth into because you're right. You would think any show that um, they're on, and speaking of, we talked about it on the last pod, hey, where would we like to see them go? Where it comes out that it looks like WWE thought they had a really good shot of signing Kenny. Then they said things have gone radio silent from that mm-hmm. side. So they're assuming and they're now moving in the way of he's signing back to AEW. So it looks or like they, it or they be... should double down and try to get after the Bucks. Because Kenny already said what he's doing. <laughs> he's going with the Bucks. So put all your energy now into the Bucks. That's how I would look at it. Yeah, but we will be know that ain't happening. Um, <laughs> but I do think you're right. You're absolutely right on that. Get them back in a prominent spot on Dynamite. And it could just be who we like, right? Because if, if you like, because think about it, Orange Cassidy is on Dynamite. Swerve's on Dynamite. You already talked about MJF. Uh, I'm going to assume Adam Cole is still on Dynamite too. So you got all those guys. You got the Elite. You got Kenny. Uh, who else is really popular that a lot of people like? Um, Chris Stanlander. Darby is there. So, I mean, they have some heavy hitters. They're just, I've said it before. I'm not going to keep belaboring the point, but even like Darby, Darby's quick 30 second promo uh, on, on collision. And then his match with Minoru, with Minoru Suzuki, he just feels like a, a bigger deal than what he does on dynamite when he's on collision. Don't forget about the BCC. I mean, they're, they're, that's the most prominent act on that show, right? Lucha bros are on dynamite. They, I mean, they talent is not an issue. I, I swear it's not. I promise you it's not. Talent is not an issue in AEW. Uh, it's just the actual stories. It's not the matches either. It's the stories behind the matches. Good stuff. What else, Riddies? You got anything else before we get out of here? Um, just a couple of things. Y'all could choose not to even respond to them, but these are just some thoughts I had in my head. Uh, bump what y'all heard. Twitter X looks sweet as hell. I woke up this morning and saw that X right there, and I was like, oh, that shit's fire, fire, fire. So I can't wait for Elon to say what he's going to call, reference those comments, if it's going to be tweets or something else. Um, Dax making a comment. Jeez Louise. Dax making a comment on the YouTube clip after Collision when he was talking about new money and old money, and he's talking about some you might be new money, or it might have been actually during the show. And he said, no money. I don't understand what that reference mm-hmm. meant. Like you just got, you just resigned. So I would think that you got a bag for that, but whatever. And then I love, 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 love on SmackDown. Grayson talking about giving somebody the Grace or Wallen rub. Talk about to Jay. <laughs> That's just about a couple of things I had to say. Thought that was all fun. My Jay boy can't shit out of him too. My boy can't win, but hell yeah, he did. <laughs> he can't win to save his life. He got man, bitch he, He's showing his worth. <laughs> he is showing his worth every week on SmackDown. Yeah. I want the Grayson Waller rub. That got to be good. If he got two big greats putting him over, hey, I take the rub. And you see they mentioned The Rock on commentary? Um, No, I did not. I think he might that. pop up, bro. He, we might, All the we, energy is to him. He might pop up on, at SummerSlam, man. We saw two. They mentioned him two, on commentary. Um, Actually, no. And, and then he said it. He, he said saw it in two front people. Of, yep. And then he said it uh, in front of, did he ever, did he come out? Did Grayson come out while Roman was at ringside? 
No. At any point? Well, I, I don't think so, but maybe, I don't know. I don't think so, though. I don't know why I'm feeling like Grayson said The Rock's name and then they shot to Roman or Roman was in the shot and Roman was smiling. Or he no-sold it. Or, I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah, I'll have to go back and look. Mm-hmm. But somebody, I thought somebody made a comment about The Rock. Well, I know for a fact they mentioned The Rock again on SmackDown. And uh, I don't know, I thought, the reason why I thought Roman was at ringside, like sitting in the chair. Or he sitting, was, yes, yeah. Uh, in the aisleway when that happened. But... Yep, Grayson, uh, he's showing his worth. He, he's showing improving. Uh, real quick, uh, E, I know Radija's not going to have time. Are you watching uh, The Bash tonight? Um, if not tonight, are you are you going to check in on it before That's Tuesday? a good question. Also, this A-W weekend, uh, my oldest son turned 10 on Friday. So my, my little Happy man's birthday. been around a decade. Um, Happy birthday. I think this is the last day of the celebration. Um... But I, I plan on watching it at some point, either tonight or tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to try to check in with it just so I can see what's going on. Big week. If you're a WWE fan, Monday we have Raw. Then after that, of course, we have the Cody Rose documentary. We'll be back to you guys on Wednesday with a full SummerSlam preview and prediction show. And then, of course, it is all leading up to SummerSlam, which is this Saturday from Ford Field. What up, though, to all the Detroit fam? Excited to get out there and see that show. And then on Sunday, we'll be back to drop our show surrounding live in-person reactions. What we thought of the show, what's next. So I'm looking forward to... We were, we're trying to find together. a way to... We were all going to be together. I wanted yeah, we were, to we were, record We were after. trying to find a way to, to pod together. And you, you guys, of course, being fans of pods, know that we do everything you know over the internet. Uh, we have not potted together yet. And we were trying to hope for a way to do it on Saturday night after SummerSlam, but it's probably just not going to work out. But eventually it will get to a point where we're in the same room. So I am looking forward to that. Hey, I got an idea, actually. See, Matt has a car that drives itself, right? He, Matt, Matt sits in the backseat and the steering wheel just moves by itself. <laughs> so we, we can just do the pot. We can let the car drive us home from SummerSlam while we do the podcast in the backseat. Nailed it. Let's keep going. Well, no, well, we, we we can do it together, but we don't have the proper equipment. We would have to get the, the listening to plug all of our microphones in. No, we just have to talk so one at a time and hold the microphone one at a time. So what do you <laughs> Could say? Could you imagine? What do you, you say? imagine? What do you say? What do you say? <laughs> it would be, or or we can just huddle around on one mic and we just stand over like uh, we're smell each other's breaths. <laughs> <laughs> well, my breath doesn't stink, so maybe you're speaking for yourself on that one. I, been, I mean, I haven't seen you in like 16 hours. Maybe you haven't been taking care of yourself. But <laughs> hey, my well, might after all that around. food, I'm gonna be eating during those women's matches. That's what I'm saying. Slam. Oh, you know, each time be farting. I don't got time for that. Nope, we are not. Nope, we're not not recording together after. <laughs> Record Sunday morning. How about oh that? man. Yep, so we'll, so of course, we will be back on Wednesday with the SummerSlam preview. And then on Sunday, which actually, talking this out loud on the show, we probably are going to have to record later in the day on Sunday because we got to watch Collision. Like, we got to, we can't completely skip over what happened between Punk and Starks. So we may have to figure out what that looks like on Sunday. Regardless, we'll drop it on Sunday and maybe Sunday afternoon. Maybe Sunday evening, but you will have your podcast locked and loaded next Sunday and this Wednesday also. So if you guys don't have anything else, let's go ahead and, and get out of here. 
I've already plugged, I think, everything. Uh, Twitter, that's uh, FNW, or I'm, I'm staying with Twitter. I'm always going to say Twitter. Twitter, that's FNW. X. YouTube, that's freaking wrestling. We will see you guys on Wednesday. Peace.